1: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer!
0: Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same-game multi at Parmabat. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858.
1: Right, uh, Bay of Plenty are having quite the season, Um, and they're about to head into Storm Week, which every team has to go through. Uh, They've got a very busy uh, next uh, 10 days ahead of them. They've uh, got uh, Hawke's Bay, they've got Northland, and they've got uh, Waikato, so Three crucial games. The last one may well turn out to be a shield challenge as well. So plenty still on the line for the Bay of Plenty Steamers. Joined now by their head coach, Mike Delaney. Mike, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Good morning, no worries. Hey, Mike. Uh, first of all, uh, can you tell us about your your coaching setup this year? Who, who have you got alongside you?
0: Um, we've got uh, Richard Watt, who's been involved. here' was involved with the Hurricanes for um, you know quite a long time with. Um, and with uh, the Lions, and he's he's been up here. This is the second year. Damien Corona has come over. He come back from Japan, uh, paid for the bay, and um, yeah. So we got a we got a pretty good group, and um, yeah, it's just been a, yeah, it's been a pretty full on uh, few weeks. But um, yeah, coming towards the end of it, and as you said, she's she's pretty uh, pretty relentless with the next few weeks coming up, and then um, hopefully into some finals. Well,
1: Mike, you're handily placed uh, at this stage. Uh, you're in the the Uh, third position in the odds conference, but you do have a game in hand. uh, Were you to get five points, uh, you could actually uh, move to the top. So uh, the season's gone pretty well for you.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty happy with how it's been going. Um, You know, we've had probably, I to last year, we've got a lot of continuity and and we've been um, pretty lucky with being able to roll our squad out. Um, We've had some guys, you know, come in and add value as well, so it's been really good. Um, But yeah, it's, um, you know, she's pretty important next few weeks and there's
1: a, there's a bit riding on it there is uh, quite a lot riding on it let's let's uh, take a look at your, your squad this year um i think you initially named 37 on the back of last year using 58 players within the group for various reasons so this year and not quite the same turnover
0: yeah so it's been uh, it's been great for us um you know we it's the Sunday games and the, the boys are relaxing a little bit more. But um, yeah, um, yeah, it's been great to be able to do that. Um, obviously it was really tested us last year with our depths and that, but it was actually good to see those guys play and bring them forward to this year. But yeah, I think continuity is key in this competition at the moment. So it's just, um, yeah, it's good to to be able to, you know, play the guys week in week out and get that continuity and combinations and and, and guys in when we need to.
1: So, uh, tell us uh, about the makeup of the squad. As I said, uh, you name named 37 initially. Uh, who are the new players that you brought in?
0: Um, we've had a, a, we had a couple, of, um, couple of older guys that have come in. I thought we needed some, some, some real leaders and people with the right character. And, um, I thought Joey Walton, from, he's, he's come over from, uh, from Aussie. He was involved with the Waratahs and wanted to play some footy, and he's been awesome for us at the centre. Um, suddenly, how we're... He's uh, come back from Japan, spent some time with the Brumbies, and wanted to come back and play. So, um, yeah, I think we've we've you know recruited some really good people that have really helped our culture and in our environment, and, um, and that's probably been a, a real uh, uh, standout sort of for me in terms of making sure that we've got the right people and, and we're all on the same page. But it's been uh, great to have him, and we were lucky to get a, a young Scottish nine who played for Glasgow and played for Scotland, but he's unfortunately injured his hamstring and. We've sent him home, back to Glasgow to get um, ready for their season and then hopefully get involved with Scotland. But he was awesome as well.
1: On the back of that, um, you you mentioned the word continuity before. Um, You had quite a good player retention from last year's squad?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, the cool guys. I think having, um, you know, Kurt Eklund as skipper has been awesome for us. Um, You know, had, had big minutes with the Blues and... Um, you know yeah, he loves this team and he's been really driving driving things from his point of view so we have got a really good leadership group and um, yeah I think it's really important that we you know keep keep our guys keep keep them um, retained. obviously it's a bit harder in this environment it's a bit more transient but um, you know it's really important for us to keep our the core of our group.
1: Mike, uh, fifteen players in the squad have come through the Bay of Plenty athlete athlete uh, development program. Could you tell us a wee bit about that program and and uh, the influence it's having on rugby around Bay of Plenty?
0: Yeah, well, it's pretty. Um, you
1: know, as
0: is all body unions are always trying to you know grow their own and, and um, you know have local players, and that's that's really important for us. It's just trying to um you know shorten that distance or that gap between club rugby and and, and MPC, NPC. Uh, obviously, there's a bit of a a, a, um, a distance there that's probably um, bigger than people think. Um, you know, we've got players that sort of expect the Super A V standards, so being able to get those guys involved and um, you know really concentrate on the off season, making sure you know we, we've got our local talent and we're trying to grow them as we can um, through through that uh, development program and getting to the gyms and. Sitting and around,
1: understanding the game, and, and trying to grow those those younger guys. Well, your area also includes uh, Rotorua, and traditionally, when you you look at areas uh, like uh, Tauranga, uh, Rotorua, you, you look at first fifteen rugby, and you look at strong squads, the likes of Tauranga Boys High, and uh, and of course you've also got uh, Rotorua Boys High as well. Is, is secondary school rugby still growing and still very strong in the region? Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, it's, um, everyone's pretty aware of the. Those games that go on, um, yeah, obviously Taronga boys and the little boys have had some pretty big clashes over the years. So it's you know it's important that we tap into that time as well and make sure that we we getting those guys and trying to um, you know I think we've had Taronga boys in during the week and I think the little boys have, have been in as well because um, you know it's good to, to to get those guys involved and get those relationships going. Um, you can see how I think successful Hawks Bay have been through. I suppose that young group of guys that came through from Hastings Boys, I think it was. Um, you know, they are all quite young, and now they're sort of, you know, they're really um, showing how good they are for that team, and, and those combinations have been working well for them.
1: Mike, um, do you like the format, the odds and evens format?
0: Yeah, I like it. I do like it more than uh, the other format. It's just, um, you know, like teams just chop and change all the time, so I don't think it's a fair sort of... Um, I don't know, uh, sometimes teams are up and down and, and whatnot, so I think it's just good to have a level playing field where teams just get out and go and best
1: team win. There's been some interesting results. I mean, if you look at the, uh, both conferences, there are teams in, down the bottom which uh, look like they've struggled, like uh, Manawatu and Southland, but within, the, within those uh, two teams, they've also been quite competitive. But it's, uh, to me, it's, uh, it's emphasised just how even some of these provinces are um, at, at this level.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's been awesome to see, um, you know, Northland and, you know, everyone sort of, there's no easy games um, with us playing Southland last week. You know, like they're putting a lot of points on teams, just sort of not getting the win. So, you know, as I said, it's an even comp. I think it's great for the rugby. Uh, Everyone loves watching it. And, um, yeah, so it's it's great for the competition and the sense that even, you know, we've had a fairly decent run so far, but we're still sort of... (laughs) still having a, to work hard and scramble to get those points, you'd typically you'd probably be um, you know, pretty comfortable at this point in time, but it's great for the competition.
1: How, how are you going to approach Storm Week then? You've talked about continuity of selection but uh, if you look at Storm Week it's just very closely followed for you by a possibility of uh, playoffs rugby. Now, how are you going to budget your talent through the, that uh, b- very busy period?
0: Yeah, I've been scratching my head a bit about this, um, especially with the possibility of the Shield game and and everything like that going on. But we've got to take uh, take each game as it comes. Um, obviously, we can't, you know, there's a there's a big ask on the players to, to put all those performances in and in that short amount of time. And um, I guess having a longer finals period with quarters, semis, finals, you know, there's still a lot of footy to be had. So it's a, it's a real balancing act around, um, you know, keeping momentum um, as well as making sure guys are fresh and we're not overcooking them. And, you know, if things go well, we go through to play playoffs that we've, you know, we're still fit and ready to go. So there's a real balancing act there. So, yeah, we'll see how this weekend goes. And and we've got a couple of plans in place. But I suppose, you know, let's just look at this week and and then we'll reassess. But a lot of recovery time. Um, I suppose the plus side having the Storm Week at the end of the season is that, you know, a lot of our details in there, uh, we can just get up there and recover and and have a training and be pretty happy with that. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see how we go Well
1: that's the Battle of the base uh, This weekend of course um, And uh, Hawks Bay of course Now no longer hold the Ranfurly Shield What are you expecting from them?
0: Yeah I think they'll be You know, they've had an awesome Shift with it, um, I'm pretty impressed with the way they play um, They're a pretty exciting Team, pretty unpredictable you know, Threats all over the park, but I'm sure they'll They'll bounce back and they'll want to put that right this week So uh, I can't imagine that uh, any changes in their mindset around how they play the game. And then, you know, it's, as you said, a battle of obeys. It's always, um, you know, a great spectacle and and one that I think both teams put on their calendar is, you know, a really important match for both sides.
1: Always enjoy going to uh, your stadium in particular in uh, Tauranga. It's got a a nice little feel about it. You get a great level of support there.
0: Yeah, we're expecting a big crowd this weekend. Um, I think there's quite a few coming up from, from the Hawks Bay, but, um, yeah, we've we've had a really good uh, turnout there, and, you know, we've been pretty lucky with the weather's been good for those games, and, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, the, the players enjoy playing there. It's a, it's a nice small ground, and, um, yeah, it's just got a really nice field there, so the boys are really excited about getting out there again. Um, it's nice to have a storm week with a few games at home, but, yeah, um, yeah, it's, we, all, we enjoy playing there and, yeah, as you say, it's a, it's a nice little ground to get to. It's a good atmosphere.
1: Uh, um, Mike, I just got a text in from uh, Graham from Marlborough who's just said, can I, can I ask you, uh, what has happened to Mitch Carpick of late? Oh,
0: yeah, poor old yeah, he's, um he, he was initially going to be involved in our squad, but his, he had shoulder surgery towards uh, last year um, and, it, and it didn't come right, so he's had to have the operation again. Um, so I just saw him yesterday. Actually, popped in in a sling again, and he's still, um, so he still so he did go through that process again, which is unfortunate for him and us. But um, yeah, he'll he'll come back ready to go.
1: Just a, a couple of other things before uh, um, we finish. Um, Officiating. The, the, you've been around the game a long time at uh, various levels, uh, Mike. I just wonder your impression of uh, of the offici- uh, the officiating and the game. The you know the the water breaks, etc. The little innovations they bring. And are you, you happy with the way the game's being patrolled at the moment?
0: Oh, oh, you yes know, I don't want to be too harsh. Um, no, I can't say I'm a fan of the water breaks. It's just sort of, I think it actually slows the game down a little bit more. Um, and it can often um, play into the hands of, of teams at times when, you know, if you've got the team under the pump and then a water break happens, it sort of stops a bit of the momentum and flow, but I suppose that, that's for both teams. Um, uh, oh Yeah, I suppose little things, I think teams are getting offside and there's a bit of detail around that stuff, but, um, you know, all in all, I suppose it's, it's a tough old job and, and you know, everyone's going to have their opinion on things, but in terms of water breaks, probably the the biggest thing that's, Probably
1: frustrating at the moment. Okay, um, what did you make of uh, the Bernard Foley situation? Being a former ten yourself, as a uh, you know the the guy charged with the responsibility of uh, goal kicking, kicking the ball into touch, etc., uh, and the time wasting around the game at that level, you, is it something you've, that you've uh, been noticing and been aware of? And what what did you make of the Foley situation?
0: Yeah, like you know, you got a fair fair amount of time to kick the ball. I think the problem was but he just didn't kick it. If he'd kicked it and had taken time to walk to the line out, he probably would have had the same result and he couldn't penalise the whole team. Um, So that was probably the the thing he should have done. But, you know, I've watched a couple of the replays around how many times he was told, and I think there was an instant uh, towards the end of the first half. But, um, you know, there is a big emphasis on speeding the game up. And, yeah,
1: it was a tough one. But,
0: you know, if you want to see the ball in play, then, then get the ball out and then they could have taken their time elsewhere.
1: In terms of uh, the All Blacks, um, you know, I, I just wonder this weekend uh, they've got uh, we're hearing a side being named in a couple of hours, actually, uh, Mike. But uh, the, the Roger Tuivasa-Shek situation has always been a bit of a talking point since uh, he was uh, transferred across from his duties with the Warriors. Do you think the time is right now?
0: Yeah, well, if he's in the squad, he's good to go. He's good to go. Um, you know, he's obviously a real talent. Um, you know, he's a bit of a handful when he played Auckland, he's got great feet, um, real threat with the ball, so I suppose that's it's Fozzie's decision, but um, yeah, I think he's shown enough with with his form throughout, you know, playing for the Blues, and I, I guess it's probably, um, again, around some continuity stuff around getting the combinations right, um, it's not sort of often just a one player, it can be how how the whole sort of setup of that backline wants to operate, and and game plan and whatnot so yeah there's a few factors that come into that but whether or not they do that i'll put um barrett at, at 12 i'm not too sure uh, Mike, I, I, think uh, I think they'll put him in
1: yeah. there uh, you think they'll put him in there cool okay um and if there was one clash that bay of plenty looked forward to is it the waikato one is it the battle of the kaimais particularly if there's a possibility of a ranfelly shield involved yeah
0: <laughs> it's always been a bit of that especially with our boys who have been in the chiefs you know um Traditionally, with a little brother and um, going over the hill. So, for me, that, that, that gets me excited going over there. And, um, you know, last, last round-robin game for this year would be awesome to come away with that. Um, but, obviously, that's out of our hands in terms of, um, you know, they've got to do the job this weekend against the Wellington team that sort of turned their form around a little bit. So, you know, that's a tough ask and going down there to take that off them. But, yeah, both games are very important for us at this time of the season and points are, points are crucial.
1: Cool, Mike. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, good luck with uh, Storm Week. If you get a crack at the shield, uh, all the best as well. Uh, thanks for catching up, uh, catching us up on uh, what's happening around the Bay of Plenty scene. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thanks, the Thanks, mate. Cheers. Uh, Mike Delaney there, head coach of uh, the Bay of Plenty steamers, who are uh, having a wonderful season. And if they have a good uh, last uh, storm week, uh, I suppose they could finish top of, of the uh, odd section. Gives them all sorts of home advantage, of course, and you could throw in the possibility of holding the Ranthurley shield. So it's all before them. It really is uh, for the Bay of Plenty steamers this year